got your Bibles, turn over to Acts chapter 13. This fat man in a little coat gets hot. Goodness gracious. All right, Acts chapter 13. So for the last little bit, we've been, we've been looking at the early church and their proclamations about Jesus, His power, His miracles, all that stuff that they all witnessed, mostly through the, uh, the Apostle Peter, and how God used evil men by Jesus' death to complete His, his plan of salvation. Last week, we started talking about how God is not partial to a certain people. We used the story of Peter and the sheep coming down and all the unclean foods. And he said, Peter, kill and eat. He said, no, Lord. I don't put anything unclean in my body. And God was teaching him. What I say is clean is clean. Mm -hmm. Not what you say. That, that was the first message for, for uh, Gentiles and the, the Roman centurion Cornelius and his family were presented the gospel. And it was interesting that it even, it even taught Peter. It, 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 it's crazy to think about that. But it's, it's, you know, God's plan of salvation is for everyone, whosoever will. And sometimes I think we, even as Christians, we get the idea that, well, like I said last week, Maybe not for that person, that drug addict, that person that's got tattoos everywhere, which I've got a couple. Brothers and sisters, it's not about all that. Mm-hmm. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's, right. that's, right. that's all it's about. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking a lot about just church in general. Let me, let me back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my head's been all over the place this week. I don't know what's going to come out. Bless you, I've got some notes. But sometimes that, those notes aren't God. Yes. Sometimes it don't take long, does it, boys? But God is good. Yeah, that's right, brother. I've been thinking a lot just about church services in general. What we do and how we do it. Like I said a few weeks ago, the gospel will never change in this church. The method needs to change a little. But the gospel will never change. The fact that years and years ago, folks, this isn't the 70s anymore. All these visitors aren't just going to come in. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we're going to continue preaching the gospel. Amen. That's never going to change. If that changes, y'all need to kick me out. Right, brother. Sorry, I'm just getting a little fired up. Mm-hmm. Let's take the message at all today, but that's okay. If you think about it, for the last five years, how many people have walked up here and received salvation? Not very many. Not very many. It's not the 70s anymore. We're not going to have a thousand sinners come in and come up here and pray. You're right, brother. God will do the method. I was tickled pink here for them to talk about her grandson getting saved. It wasn't here. That's right, brother. Come on. I love it when Travis got saved at home. It wasn't here. I love it. I love to hear about the memory. It wasn't here. Yeah. We gotta get equipped to take it out of there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. We gotta get equipped to take it out there. Yeah. I've really been struggling this week. My God, I know you know what you're doing. But I'm not sure about this guy. And I just want to keep following him. I just want to be his vessel. I ain't got anywhere near Acts 13 yet, have I? <laughs> I guess I'm just saying we need 
to really start thinking about our church services. Yeah. You know, we've heard so many different... We've changed little things here and there. People don't like change. Believe me, people don't like change. <coughs> but as long as we're presenting the Gospel, mm-hmm. it's all that matters. Right. It doesn't matter if we have a handshake that goes that way, which we never would, because nobody would go that way. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we pray in our seats. It doesn't matter if we pray here. Does it? It does not matter. And as you know, I try to change things up here today. Well, there might be some other things coming that I'm going to change up. Yeah, come on. But the gospel will be preached. Amen. The gospel will be preached. And even though they're not necessarily getting saved here, lives will get changed. Lives will get changed. You know why? Because they can only get changed through the gospel. That's the only way. You can go write, read every book that you want. Go watch Oprah all day or Dr. Phil or whoever. It's Jesus Christ that changes lives. And in Him only. And once we ever get to Acts 13, that's really what that's talking about. It's the good news. The Messiah. They're proclaiming the Messiah. Jesus was who He said He was. He was the Messiah. Let me read this. Just i got to read it and we'll go from there. How's that sound? Alright, Acts chapter 13. Starting about the 13th verse. Now Paul and his companions set sail from Paphos and came to Perga and I can't read, I can't see Pamphylia. And John left them and returned to Jerusalem. But they went on from Perga and came to Antioch and visited. I can't say that. Yeah, whatever. This is not the same Antioch they were, so keep that in mind. This is actually more of a Galatia type thing. Like if, as we're talking in Galatians, this was that area. On the Sabbath day, they went into the synagogue and sat down. After reading from the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent a message to them saying, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, say it. So Paul stood up and motioning with his hand said, Men of Israel and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. And with uplifted arm, he led them out. And for about 40 years, he put up with them in the wilderness. And after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave them their land as an inheritance. All this took about 450 years. And after that, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found, David, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. Of this man's offspring, God has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus, as he promised. Before his coming, John had proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing the course, finishing his course, he said, What do you suppose that I am? I am not he, but behold, after me one is coming, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. Brothers, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, to us have been sent the message of this salvation. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers because they did not recognize him, nor understand the utterances of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, fulfilled them by condemning him. And though they found him no guilt worthy of death, they asked Pilate to have him executed. And when they had carried out all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. Good part here. But God raised him from the dead. And for many days he appeared to those who had come up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are now his witnesses to the people. And we bring you the good news that what God promised to the fathers, this he has fulfilled to us, their children, by raising Jesus, as also it is written in the second psalm, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And as for the fact that he raised him from the dead, no more to return to corruption, he has spoken in this way, I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David. Therefore, he says also in another psalm, you will not let your holy one see corruption. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep, and was laid with his fathers and saw corruption. But he whom God raised up did not see corruption. Let it be known to you, brothers, that through this man forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. 
And by him, everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. And we'll stop right there. Man, I feel like I'm all over the place, but that's all right. But this is the first recorded message of Paul. And from what I understand, it was pretty common when they, when they were in the Sabbath. You know, they read the Old Testament, they read about the prophets, and then they would ask if anyone had any encouraging words to share. So like any good Baptist preacher, Paul stood up because we always have good news to share, right? We, always, we, all, we never let a, an opportunity go by. And he starts preaching. He starts preaching. And he gives several different divisions, if you will, talking about, you know, Jesus. And this is really, if, if, you, if you go back and read about Stephen, which we, t- we covered not long ago, a lot of this was almost the same stuff that Stephen said. So you have to wonder, was that still on Paul's mind? What he heard before Stephen was stoned? Makes you think. Makes you think. But he first goes through and he gives kind of a history lesson. Kind of focusing on who? God. A history lesson focusing on God. All those things that God did. He chose our fathers. He made the people great. He led them out of Egypt, out of bondage. He, I like this one. He put up with them for 40 years. He puts up with me for 47 He destroyed the nations and gave them the land of their inheritance, the promised land. He gave them judges, gave them kings, gave them King David. But it was all pointing to Christ. It was all pointing again to that proclamation of the Messiah coming. Is what it was all pointing to. He He even uses John the Baptist here. Why? Because they knew John the Baptist. They considered him a great prophet. Then he gets into a lot of Old Testament stuff. Like, why are they using this? We've we've touched on it so many times. They knew all that. It was second nature to them. But just pointing to Christ. And it just made me think about, as we were going through Hebrews, you know, everybody thought John was so great and had followers. But there was one coming that was better. Jesus was better. He was the best. then he gets right in to the good news. Starting about that 26th verse there. He gets right into the good news. I love how he starts out kind of each of those sections. Brothers, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God. He starts out kind of each of those areas with that, and I love it. And he goes right into the gospel. To us has been sent the message of salvation. Jesus' ministry, His crucifixion, His resurrection. Isn't it funny? That's the same message we hear about every week, isn't it? We've been hearing it for about 2,000 years. And as long as time goes on, it's going to continue going on. Because that's the only thing there's hope in. There's not hope in the bank account. There's not hope in the house. There's not hope in the cars. There's not hope in my 401k. I can tell you that's a fact. There is only hope in Christ. And you know, we all know that in here. Out there, they don't know that. They don't know that. But we got to take it to them. You know, I love what Andrew and Rebecca do. I was sitting out here by the fire with Ted, just talking. And I'm looking at those kids. And I'm like, folks, that's the church right there. They're going out and spreading the gospel of Jesus. And they don't care who you are. They're not looking at your color. They're not looking at your religion. They're not looking at your whatever else. They're going up to people and creating a connection that leads them to sharing the gospel. We could learn a few things from that. We could learn a few things from that. I can't see again. The problem here was all those people that he's talking to didn't recognize Jesus. 
You see, they were expecting this king to come and relieve them of Roman oppression. But what they got, even though it was better, they didn't realize it. This poor, no good, no prestige, no money, no whatever, carpenter. And they didn't recognize him. He didn't go to seminary. He didn't get any schooling. Like, we don't want to waste our time on that guy. Nothing good can come out of Bethlehem, right? So then I'm thinking, hopefully you guys think too sometimes. Okay, so you got all these prophets of the Old Testament, right? All these prophecies that point to Christ. How did they not know it was Christ? How did they not know? I, I struggle with that. I'm like, how did they not know it wasn't him? But again, they weren't looking for him. They were looking for other things. Their, their focus wasn't on that. They didn't recognize him. He wasn't what they were expecting. Which also tells me that they really didn't understand the scriptures. You know, it talked about every every Sabbath they were in reading the, the scriptures, the Old Testament and the prophets, and but it was kind of like they came to church, they did their duty, they listened, and then they left and went back and lived their life. Right. We do that too, don't we? We come to church. We listen to Sunday school. We listen to the message, which most of the time isn't very good. And we go a little off. Hopefully come back the next week. Let's not miss it. Let's not miss it. But they didn't understand. Does anybody like asking questions? I do. Do you think they didn't? They just kind of assumed they knew. But they got it all wrong. They were worried more about the do's and don'ts than the one that was to come. And any time, and what this is really all getting to is, our do's and don'ts, and theirs were the same, will never get us right enough to go to heaven. There's absolutely nothing Bob Mills can do to make myself right with God to go to heaven. That's right. That's true. They were going through all the rituals and cleansing and all the ceremonies to get as close and close to God. But what they didn't realize is it was never going to get them close enough. Amen. And that's exactly why he sent Jesus. Amen. It's exactly why he sent Christ. Because nothing we can do, nothing they can do, was ever good enough. But yet we go out to the world and put our ties on and get me a Coke. We'll start treating people right. You ever heard that on Sundays? People don't like the church crowd. Why is that? We should be the most loving, generous people there are. Because of Christ. But a lot of times it's flipped. We're the worst people there are. Why? What do we have to be so upset about? I'm going to tell you the truth. I had the worst work at least. I can't even talk today. I had the worst week at work. You know? But as I sit down and start studying God's Word, I'm like, you know what? It really don't even matter. That's right. That's true. It really don't even matter. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, work's going to go away. Yeah. I'm ready to retire, by the way. I don't think it may be so wild, though. The work's going to go away one of these days. There's a day coming for Bob Mills where I'm not going to be here anymore. I can tell you where I'm going to be. I might be laying here in a coffin or wherever. I don't care what they do with me. But I am going to be in the portals of glory with my Lord and Savior who came and died for me. Not because of any checklist I ever did. Not because I got up and prayed to someone. Not because I said a nice word to somebody. Not because I 
helped Amanda across the street when she was given. <laughs> because of Jesus. Sorry, I'm crazy. It's okay. People think that, though, don't they? Yeah. I'm either, well, the one side is, I'm a good person. I've never done anything wrong. I've never said anything bad about a person. You're lying, first of all. You're lying, first of all. Then on this side, I'm not good enough to go to that church. I'm not good enough. Let me get my stuff together before I come to Jesus. That don't work either. Because Jesus is only the one that can fix that. He's the only one. We want to go to everything else on earth except for to Christ, which is the answer for all. It's so funny, and I say this stuff all the time. Had dinner with Brandon the other night, Allison, and we were just talking about silly stuff. And I said, again, the answer is like all the little kids say, Jesus. And that truly is the answer for everything. It's truly the answer for everything. I don't know where I'm at, but that's okay. But he also uses, again, that Old Testament quotes from Psalms to point to Christ. You guys missed the boat, but all these verses still pointed to Christ. They all pointed to Christ. I love where he talks about David there. I think this came up in another, one of the other uh, sermons from a few weeks ago. A lot of people like to say the Psalms were about David. Where it talks about no corruption and all that good stuff. Paul's pointing out here, I can take you to his grave. Mm -hmm. This is not talking about David. So who is it talking about? It's talking about the one. Jesus, I love that. It's talking about the one that was to come. That's right. And even though he they crucified him and he died. Jesus was dead. They buried him. Praise God, three days later, he was alive. Yes. And that's why we're here today celebrating, still 2,000 years later. Mm-hmm. And as time goes on, we're going to continue doing it. <coughs> They've tried to shut down the church. Why like I said a few weeks ago, if anything ever happens, we're going to be worshiping somewhere. Yes. Yeah. My house is pretty big now, so you can come and worship with me there. We'll have half the group in the basement and half the group on the first floor. And we'll worship just like we were sitting right here. Yeah. It's not this building. No. Not that building. It's us. Yeah. We're the church. All those kids that came here the other night, they're the church. It's not about a building. I've, I've, just, I've read so many things lately just about goofy stuff. And one of the things I want to start talking a little bit about tonight is church membership. All the weird little oddities of why people have left a church. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to really think about it. I read one that's it's called Who Moved My Pulpit? People left the church because the pastor got a new pulpit. It's wood. Would you leave the church if we padded the seats? <laughs> no, they're like, nope. Somebody said, pad away. (laughs) It's just crazy to think about some of the things. And if if you look at all the stuff that we always talk about, you know, if, if I upset Roger about something, or if I hurt his feelings, there's a way to handle all that. And it doesn't mean getting mad and leaving like, what do you think you're going to find somewhere else at some other church? No, we're perfect. That's mm-hmm. Well, there's one thing perfect about all of them. That's right. Christ. Amen. And that's the only thing that will ever be perfect because we're a bunch of imperfect people. Yeah. I know I'm all over the place today. That's okay. God's still in control. Amen. All right. So my favorite verse from from this scripture here is verse 38. Let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. And by him, everyone who believes is freed 
from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. As I was studying through this, I'm like, can you imagine some of those looks those people gave when he started talking about Moses? Anybody ever seen Little Giants? I love that movie. Don't you be talking about my mama. I'm like, they're like, don't you be talking about Moses. <laughs> Can't you imagine that? I mean, I'm sure he got some looks, which is why he went on there. Look, you scoffers, be astounded and perish. For I am doing a work in your days, a work that you will not believe, even if one tells you. He was telling them all those things that you've been trying to do to make yourself right with God aren't working. But there's one that came. There's one that came. And it does work with him. You just have to believe. It talks about being freed there. Justified. Justified's a big word. It's not just about being forgiven of your sins. It's about being made right with God. There's a difference. That's true. There's a difference being made right with God. And that is the only chance we have of eternal life. Amen. Is being right with God. But see, they were going through all the motions, all the checkboxes. I prayed today. I did this today. I did that today. But they were never going to get right enough to get with God. I mean, think about what we talked about last week with Peter. There was obviously some prejudices there. Even though he thought he was good. Same thing with them. And Jesus, when he taught, he actually broke it down, didn't he? Showing them, even though you think you're good enough, you're not. There's a reason I had to come. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why would we? If we could get to heaven on our own, according to Oprah or whoever else, why would Jesus have had to come and die? There's no reason for it. There's no reason for it. I thought the Ten Commandments were the best. <laughs> they were just a schoolmaster to teach, to point to Christ. Yeah. But it's easy for us sitting here to know the story because we have it. We've heard it week after week after week. If I say you're justified by Christ alone, you've heard it, right? They didn't. They hadn't heard that. So this sermon was a big deal. They hadn't heard it. Not quite like that. We hear the good good news all the time. They did. I'm I'm sure you kind of had both sides. Oh, they're talking about Moses again. Then you had the people on the other side and said, wait a minute. You're saying, Pastor, that it's not based on my works. And I'm going to say, absolutely correct. It is based on a relationship with Jesus and nothing else. Nothing else. And we try to make it hard, don't we? We try to make it difficult. Well, what happens if such and such does this and did repent or what? It's Jesus. He paid for our sins. What we already committed and what we're going to commit. Now we need to repent, absolutely. But he already paid those sins. He paid for those on his death. Like, why do we make things so complicated? I just, I don't get it sometimes. And believe me, I don't have all the answers. You're going to ask me a question, I'm like, I really don't know. (laughs) Does anybody like that? If you ask me a question, I don't know, I'm going to tell you. I ain't going to try to pick something up. I'll probably point you to John or David or Mike. They know everything. (laughs) There's things we don't know. Will this person go to heaven? Will that person go to heaven? All I can tell you is if they have a relationship with Christ, no matter what they do, they're on the way to heaven. That's all I can tell you. Well, what if they did this? What if they did... (laughs) If they were truly saved, that's all I can answer. That's all I can answer. But we as Christians sometimes, what maybe if they didn't do that? The answer is Christ. Sorry, I know. A little repetitive, but that's okay. That's okay. I think I've been enough all over the place. <laughs> but again, it's not about what we do, 
It's not about the checklist. If it was about all that stuff, we're in a world of hurt, folks. We're in a world of hurt because none of us are good enough. Think it to yourself. You know what you do every day. You know what you think about every day. You know what you look at every day. You know, you know the words that you see. Again, we come in here and we act like we're perfect. Put a hammer in my hand and some nails. You're probably going to hear some stuff you don't want to hear. Especially if I hit my thumb. Yeah. None of us are perfect. So don't also beat yourself up when something does happen. But again, get back right with God. Yeah. What was awesome about this message? Or this scripture here. Is when they completed the, the sermon that morning. Many people came to them and said. Will you come back next week? This is awesome. Yeah. Will you come back next week? And if you read on down. It actually said the next Sabbath. Almost the whole city gathered there to hear the word of God. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. If this community came in here and heard the word of God. Again, going back to the 1970s. Right. We gotta take the word to them Amen. somehow. We gotta figure that out somehow. They're not gonna just walk in the door. Amen. They're not gonna do it. This is an equipping place. I think we need to look at things a little differently. Yes, love it when somebody accepts Jesus right here. I love it. So I met with somebody in there. They accepted Jesus right there. But it doesn't have to be here. It can be in your living room. Amen. It can be at McDonald's. Exactly. Yeah. We gotta stop thinking that, oh, we gotta have this, we gotta have this. They gotta walk down ten paces, get on the knee, and do that. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. But the gospel will continue. And people will continue receiving Christ one way or the other. That's right. That's right. One way or the other. If I didn't get up and speak, somebody else will. If none of us were willing to get up and speak, he throw a rock up there and preach the gospel. Yeah, amen. It's good news. Yes. It's good news. And I'm not beating anybody up. We're all messed up. We're all a mess. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. We are an absolute mess. But there's an answer. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And in Him alone. That's it. So are you going to come back next week and hear more about the good news? I sure hope so. Bring somebody with you. This is a really good place to be. I've heard the pastor ain't very good. But the Holy Spirit is. And He can take the worst sermon ever and change a heart like that. He could change a heart like that. So what's your reaction this morning to the good news? What's your reaction? Have you been born again? You know, we always have altar calls. We always do this. We always do that. We're not going to do it today. We're just going to praise God. I just want to get a song or whatever and just praise God. If there's someone that here needs to pray, we can pray here. We can go back there. I'll bring you over for lunch. Amanda's probably going to be mad at me if I keep saying that because one of these days you guys are going to come. (laughs) Do you need to be saved? Do you need to repent? This is the place for that too. But again, that's between you and God. We love you. Every one of you. There's not one person sitting here this morning that I would not go out of my way to help do anything. Do you need to repent? Do you need to accept His call to a great work? I've said time and time again. I guarantee there's people called to do His work. Matter of fact, we've got some positions open. Let me know. Let me know. Brother Mike, I just... Kim, I don't know if you just want to play some... A song. I just want to worship and celebrate Him. Mm-hmm. Because He is worth it. Yes. He's worth it. And it doesn't matter if we shake hands. It doesn't matter if we come down here and pray. God is still in control no matter what. Amen. No matter what. And we are probably going to mess it up. And we're probably going to mess up by 10 a.m. Monday morning. 
But God is still good and He still loves me and He still, he still sent the Son to die in my place. I, I just need to shut up. I don't know if we want to shake hands. I don't know what we want to do. But I just want to praise God. That's all I want to do. Praise God. If you want to play, 